This presentation is from Design Research 2017, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. Uh, change of context, change of um, technique and focus from transport to healthcare patients. Please join me. Uh, Melissa's going to uh, tell us about how she adapted a technique to a particular uh, project that you've been working on. So um, please join me in welcoming to the stage, Melissa. Thanks very much. Hi, guys. Um, I'm going to take you through a recent project that I worked on and share two ways that we increased our user engagement in the research component of the project. So the first technique we used was a technique called photo voice. Uh, might be familiar to you through photo diaries, diary studies, that kind of thing. Um, the second one is that we used was emotional mapping. And the emotional mapping technique was used to try to engage our users and learn more about them and create better empathy for their experience. Uh, so like I mentioned, photo voice, and again, some of these terms have been used in a lot of different projects and a lot of similarities. I'm using photo voice because it seems to be the term that most people are using when they're bringing to it a digital output. And emotional mapping is around asking users to chart their emotions in relation to a site that they might be um, experiencing a product or service. I'll just take you through some examples, because um, I know we're from a lot of different backgrounds here. So this is an example of using disposable cameras paired with a journal given to people in a hospital in Sweden when they're first experiencing radiation treatment. And this one was around research into home eating habits, and again, providing the users with a disposable camera and a set of prompts for them to respond to those prompts uh, via taking a photo. <coughs> Uh, this one for emotional mapping is around a researcher looking into safety and people over the age of 65 as they went around their neighborhoods in San Francisco, plotting different emotions in relation to those areas. And this last one was around plotting uh, emotions, and this informed a urban planning project in England. Can I... Is it... This, is that rubbing? Okay, sure, no problem. I've actually... Um, Okay, so why is it important? Can you still hear me all right? Is that better? Okay. Why is it important to have user engagement? And we've heard a lot of different reasons here this morning. For me, it's around if we have engaged users, we have users who are willing to share. If we get users willing to share, we're going to get insights. And for me, the key part here is if we get user insights, we are going to be empowered to see human behavior in a new way which is going to help us create innovative products and solutions. Sometimes I feel like we're reaching a point of survey fatigue, and it's really hard to keep getting people to be engaged in participating in our surveys. And if you're not fully engaged, then you're not giving us the things that are what you're really experiencing. I mean, we've probably all been on a train while we've been tapping away at an online survey. That's not really going to be great data. I think we need to do new things to create innovation in research. 
my background's in industrial design, and a few years ago, a friend of mine uh, was given an internship at Gillette in London. And when he arrived there, the first day, the product manager took them into a room and said, we are really excited to have you guys here. You are the best talent from around the world. You are innovators. You are exciting. You are talented. And we are going to get you guys working on our razors. We are so excited for what you guys are going to come up with. We can't just keep adding blades. <laughs> I feel like there's a comparison to UX research. We've got to do things in a different way. And the reason why we've got to do things in a different way is that we need to create engagement from our users so that we can use that engagement to get those insights to create innovation. So the project that I'm going to share um, that I worked on was one around how can we improve the experience for someone receiving chemotherapy. And the specific user that I'm going to chat a little bit about today is a woman who is 46, receiving chemo for the first time for breast cancer. So I did this project uh, with Billy Blue College of Design. My role at Billy Blue is as um, a lecturer, and I also am in charge of setting up strategic re uh, relationships with businesses and organizations. And the reason for that is to run live projects with industry, get our students out of the classroom, working on actual projects that can be new solutions for our customers. Um, this project was around a medical app, 10-week project. You're probably familiar with that process. Today, I'm really just going to be talking about the user research project. Happy to chat about other components without a break. So in this section, we used interviews, photo voice, and emotional mapping. Probably sure a lot of you guys have done interviews. I'm not going to focus on that today. Just going to be looking at photo voice and emotional mapping. So how does it work? First of all, your research team puts together a series of prompts, things you want to know a little bit more about. The user takes photos, and then you're assessing those images. Some of the benefits are that we get insight to a user's world. Sometimes we're researching people where the access is really limited, especially if people are in um, a health situation or an area where we might not be welcome to go into. <coughs> With emotional mapping, um, again, this is around plotting your emotions in a space. And this helps us understand a few things. It helps us understand what kind of emotional zones are people going through when they're going through a product or service. And it can sometimes... Um, release new insights that they might not even be aware of what we're doing. And we've probably all heard that one of, if I ask you uh, what arm do you put into your t-shirt first, you might not know unless you're actually doing it because some of our habitual behavior is so part of who we are, we are not ourselves even aware of it. And again, one of the benefits here is trying to mix up the approach, um, bringing in multi-modalities so that we can change the way that we see things and build new cognitive paths. We get pretty used to answering questions. And when we hear a familiar question, sometimes we don't even really think about it. We just answer, linking to the last time that we thought of that sort of question. If you were to ask me, how do I feel about my energy provider, I'd probably go, meh, it's all right. But if you said to me, take a photo that describes your experience with your energy provider, I would really be thinking about it. I would think, okay, what, what, did I last, what did I last go through with them? How can I capture that in something that's visual? What are the things? Am I trying to rep represent something that's exciting, happy, frustrating? I'm actually going to be developing 
new cognitive paths to try to uncover what I'm actually doing. So in this project, we looked at using photo voice, but instead of using a disposable camera from the examples I showed you before, we used the user's own phone and um, had them engage through uh, Instagram on their phone. And for the emotional mapping, we provided um, the user group with maps on where they're receiving treatment. So we set up a private Instagram account with patients. Pretty easy to do. You can switch between your accounts. This particular um, group are, was already familiar with Instagram, so that actually made it easy. We all know if you're going to be providing something, the interface is already familiar, there's less um, barriers to entry. Researchers followed the patient from their own Instagram account, mailed out a series, staggered series of prompts. And this is something that's also, I find, I've tried this a few times. This worked really well, mixing up a range of digital and hard copy. So sending out nicely designed prompts with questions on them in the, the snail mail and paste it out. When we all like getting mail, as long as it's not bills. And it's nice to receive something in the, in the post that creates that curiosity about, I wonder what's going to be next. I wonder what they're going to ask me to do now. And also to not kind of be able to flip through and go, no, 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 this is boring, boring, boring. And, and think I know what they're trying to find out from me. Staggering, it creates a, a level of intrigue. And then the patient responds by taking photos and uploading to Instagram. So how it works is the uploads come through. Our researchers are able to like and give live feedback. This, we found, worked really well, helping them encourage to build more content. And you're asking questions while the user is in the environment. Sometimes we come up with these questions or these things we think we want to know about, and they're actually not relevant. And they sometimes can be kind of bad questions or questions that aren't even taking us down the track we want to go. When we can ask these questions when they're in the environment, we can ask further questions. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Can you take another photo of that? Show me a little bit more about that. And it can create... We're building empathy at the same time that we're learning about our user in that environment. And I think that that brings that empathy building quicker and closer because you feel like you're a fly on the wall and watching what's going on for their day-to-day. -day. So this is one of the first prompts that was mailed out. Take photo of foodies and snacks. I mean, you know, we all know how you kind of start slowly and go a bit deeper. So this is just around building rapport, getting a bit of understanding of someone's daily life. And, you know, also that these are humans, right? I mean, they're kind of funny. Like... We, even when we're going through some of the most difficult experiences of our life, we can still sometimes bring humor to that. But you need to let the users lead that. So this, again, showed an insight of reducing um, the white blood cells and a risk of food poisoning. When we start a project, we're often doing a lot of secondary research to get an understanding of what this is about. But it sometimes takes that qualitative research for us to help make sense of it and go, of all the stuff that we've learned about chemo and therapy and um, caring, what are the key things for our user? That's another one. Take us through a daily routine. And again, that, that insight to see what, what are they going through. It's pretty bad painting. <laughs> As user researchers, it's our job to be advocates for the people we're designing for a lot of the time. Sometimes when you're working on a project, you are 
that person who's going to be who needs to be able to feed through information to the product research, to the back end, to the front end, because sometimes they don't have they don't get to go out in field. And so it's our job to be able to capture these things and feed them all the way up the line. And I believe that that's really important because even when you're working in an area of health, you can start to lose empathy after a while. It becomes your day to day. A few years ago, I did a lot of traveling throughout Europe and the U.S. and Israel. And I ended up um, at a museum in Berlin, at the Jewish Museum in Berlin. And I was walking around, and I thought, what, what is going, what is wrong with me? I'm looking at all these photos of people, and I've stopped feeling. I, I've got museum fatigue. I actually can't feel anymore. And I saw this tin can. I got closer to it. I couldn't figure out what it was. And I read the, the statement, and it was, a tin can that had been made by children to scrape the trees to get food. And that just made me understand even again, even when we're in this area and we do this all the time, every day, sometimes we stop feeling. And it's up to us to create meaningful experiences for people to engage with so that, that we can recapture the empathy that we have for people and their experience. If I were to ask someone, when you enter the waiting room of chemotherapy treatment, how do you feel? A, anxious. B, calm. C, frustrated. D, patient. E, scared. You know, I'm going to get a very different answer than if I say, I'm going to give you a kit. This is a map. These are some um, different stickers that represent different emotions. Can you plot for me how you're feeling when you go through your treatment? And in this experience, we actually got a really positive response to people going through. And what we found out was when people are entering into a treatment where they, the whole day might be back-to-back -back with meeting oncologist, surgeon, different things going on, when they actually walked in in the morning, they felt shut down. They felt overwhelmed because so many different things were happening at once. And those of you, to be honest, who have know someone who's gone through this, it is an overwhelming experience. And the feedback we got from our users was that they actually really enjoyed this permission to identify, annotate, and process what they themselves were going through because they didn't understand. They thought, why am I so exhausted? Why am I so tired? Because they were feeling all these things at once. And that, again, gave us another insight which came into the development of the app, which was the frustration of so many different places and so many different providers in the one location. What do you want? I've on like 15 different things. You want me to recall them? And this frustration that our users had were more digital people, used their phone for everything, and yet they were asked to recall things that were only written on paper. So I'm almost, we're almost finished here. Um, I'm just going to kind of touch on a couple of the insights that came through to the final solution, which was um, lots of information provided hard copy, I use my phone for everything, um, needing easy access to the treatment plan and juggling multiple cancer treatments. So that all came through into a medical app that um, you can add medication and adjust the treatment in three taps. So what worked for this project? Again, the, the two techniques, photo voice and emotional mapping. With photo voice, it was this difference of live data. And if you're running a kind of cultural probe or a photo diary where you are giving people a digital camera, sometimes that can blow out to three or four weeks because you provided them with a, um, this camera, they're taking photos, they're getting developed, you're looking through them. 
you can condense that when you're using a digital process very quickly. And I also pose that your empathy for your team can build quicker because you're right there with them and you're watching that live stream come through. Um, pacing out the prompts, I think that's also something that worked really well. Not giving too much at once. Keeping that delay so they're getting different envelopes in the mail. For emotional mapping, what worked? Uh, mixing up the methods, so not just kind of surveys and interviews, but getting them to engage in hands-on tasks. Giving them permission to be able to go through while they're actually there. Um, and again, this mini-making resource. We looked at it as a way of a research method and what we didn't even think about is this could actually be also a therapeutic method. And I think when we start making it more about a two-way process and less about our research and more about how can we create meaningful experiences for people to engage with and we keep people engaged in our research project, that's when we're going to be able to get more innovation because we can't just keep adding blades. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this presentation from Design Research 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.